first of all, why do you feel stuck? Where in your life is the stuckness? And what is it that you actually want to change? And and that important question of why? Who, who are you currently living your life for? And what is your dream, absolute dream life? And I love this question. I love, I'm a daydreamer. I love to visualize. I love to think of the absolute craziest thing that I could do. And I don't think enough people allow themselves to do that. beautiful soul. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I am super excited for today's episode because I have a guest come on the show. Her name is Ellie Maple and we have met through Instagram. She lives all the way in the UK and I honestly feel like I found my twin soul flame, my soul sister across the country and across the world. We connected pretty early on during my beginning phases of coaching and I really feel like our stories are so alike and we just align in just so many ways and I'm so grateful for meeting her virtually but maybe one day she'll come visit me in Colorado or or vice versa. I visit her in the UK. I really wanted her to come on the show to speak about authenticity, finding your true self, and really aligning yourself with who you are and not being afraid to be who you are, who you truly are. And we speak, we talk about on this episode how there can be a lot of blockages that are stopping us or preventing us from actually feeling confident enough or feeling safe enough to be ourselves and to fully express ourselves. So we dive into that today and I'm just so excited to have her on the show. Now, Ellie is a mindset and business coach based in the UK who is passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to truly step into their power build their confidence, and help them up-level their business by being their complete, authentic self. She is 22 years old and started her own mindset journey after dropping out of university at 19. She is now a student studying psychology with counseling and uses her platform to help others push past holding themselves back and start living fully for themselves. Some questions that I will be asking Ellie today are, what is one thing you wish you knew when you started this personal development journey? How can we know when we are living our lives as our truest selves? What are some blocks that may be stopping someone from being true to themselves? What would you tell a woman who doesn't feel safe to be themselves? And we also dive into perfectionism and anxiety and how that plays a role in being with being our true selves and so much more. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, then hold up, wait a minute, because this is a amazing, literally an amazing episode for you. And 
I just adore Ellie so much. She is such a sweetheart and I loved having her on the show. It was so much fun. Before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Hello, Ellie. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> now, my first question on that I usually ask all of my guests is, what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has completely changed your life? Okay, so actually, so a couple of years ago, I went through therapy um, for a couple of years and I actually wrote down all the life lessons that I learned throughout and I don't know why wow. but I have come back to that list time and time again and the one lesson that has completely changed my life was probably the first one I learned which was I am in control of my life and I am not responsible for anybody else and mm. growing up I I come from quite a controlling household. So my parents did absolutely the best they could, but they <laughs> they had high expectations and they, you know, you know, they were they were more on the controlling side. And it took me a long time to learn that I can live my life for me mm-hmm. and I'm not responsible for making them happy and pleasing them. And so yeah, being told you have control was the biggest life lesson I could ever learn and I think everything has just stemmed from that first lesson so yeah I think that is such a powerful lesson that people can learn is that you are in control of your life you know it's so easy to live for other people and try to please other people all the time and even the little things in what you choose to do and things like that, sometimes it can just stem from wanting to please others or even what is socially expected from people. And Mm -hmm. stepping away from that is incredibly scary and it can disappoint people, but learning that you are in control and that's all that matters. Yeah, that was a powerful one for me yeah (laughs) yes yes it almost kind of reminds me too is if you start letting go of those tendencies to please others then I feel like you really do step back into your authenticity right because then you're making choices for yourself and you're actually doing what's true for you and that is what we're talking about today so that goes like hand in hand so I I (laughs) absolutely love that (laughs) yeah I never thought of how well that actually goes hand in hand but it's so true that truly stepping into your authenticity starts with realizing that you are the one in control and you are responsible for you and only you you know so Mm -hmm. yes definitely absolutely thank you so much for sharing that lesson I may even you know kind of spark a light in some people that they may not have realized that yet so thank you so so. much for sharing that (laughs) I would love for you to share a bit about your own personal development journey. Okay, okay. So this has been a long ride getting to this point. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And I think for me, I think some people naturally fall into it. Some people, it starts slowly. For me, it was a major life change that kind of catapulted everything. So when I was 19, I decided to drop out of university. And this triggered a lot of things around me and a lot of reactions and 
that 100% was the start. And I did not realize it at the time. But looking back, that is the point where everything shifted, everything changed. And that was when I started making decisions for myself. And actually, what do I want? I think actually, my curiosity to understand other people massively moved me into learning about myself I really wanted to understand my relationship with my partner I wanted to understand my relationship with my mum and that is actually why I started therapy and ended up learning so much about myself but <laughs> wow. that is when I you know I think around this time I found business as well and how mindset plays a massive role into that and all these things kind of came together yeah, I learned a lot of lessons and that's when I started reading the books and taking the courses and just fully learning about self-development. So mm. yeah, it's it's been a bit of a, a wild journey. And actually I went now I'm back studying at university. I'm studying psychology with counseling. So it's like a full circle wow. moment of that moment of dropping out started the path of where exactly I was supposed to go and as well as being my personal growth development journeys so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty wild one to be honest yeah <laughs> details, but yeah it's it's a pretty wild long journey that got me here <laughs> I love it I love it and I I do love how you know you may have thought like oh going to the university at that time was mm-hmm. right for you but then did you feel something that just wasn't right during that time so in the UK you go to school you do well at school and then you go to do a levels and then you are if you do well your a levels you're pushed to go to university and that's kind of the natural progression for most people over here and I just wasn't totally sure of what I wanted to do I didn't know what I wanted to do is a career at that point so I was a bit like mm, I don't really know mm-hmm. um I fell in love with the university before I knew what course I wanted to do so mm-hmm. I knew where I was going I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I actually ended up doing English language because I was really good at it at school. And that was something that I thought could give me plenty of options afterwards. But my first year was really tough, really, really tough. I was not passionate about the subject enough. Um, The whole experience massively triggered my anxiety. So I was like locking myself in my room crying every night I was miserable and that summer I actually so I I I saved up all year and that summer I went traveling around Europe for seven weeks which was an incredible experience and then I came back and I was like right we're gonna smash university year two let's go (laughs) I worked so so hard in the first six weeks I was in the library hours on end I failed an assessment. I failed an essay for something so minor. And it sounds so stupid, but I was sat with my uni mates and I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> I could just drop out. And then I was like, wait, I could drop out. And it wasn't just this, you know, this failure that happened, but it triggered the questioning of, okay, why am I actually doing this? What, what, mm. what am I doing this? and that's when I realized that actually I didn't want to do it I didn't want I didn't want the degree I didn't want that nine to five afterwards that the degree would have given me I was like no this is not this is not the path for me this is not what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to be doing something else and I think it was like within three weeks I was officially dropped out 
like wow yeah it was quick <laughs> oh my goodness good for you girl for just stepping into that and just being like you know what no I think I do really resonate with that story of yours as well because I was going to school for education yeah. and then I went through the whole thing until I was a student <laughs> teacher and then even went and was a teacher after that and really I was like lying to myself yeah. and pretending like I really did want to do this, but like deep down inside, I knew that there was something else like coaching. And then I finally found coaching. But I think what I think is so interesting too, is asking that powerful question, like, am I doing this for me or yeah. am I doing this for someone else? That was it. That was, I was like, why am I doing this? And it was because it was the easy route. It was what was expected of me. And yeah, I, I, I was the high achiever child. Like I was supposed to be going to university and supposed to be getting the degree. And, you know, that's what was expected. And I realized that actually, I, I just didn't want to do it. I couldn't sit through another year and a half of it. I couldn't put mm-hmm. myself in more debt because of what other people wanted. I had no idea what I was supposed to go and do, but <laughs> I just... I think it was the first time I truly listened into my intuition and I was like mm-hmm. this is not the right thing for me and yeah that was it dropped out <laughs> yes it's such a empowering thing to start listening to that voice yeah. of truth so for those listeners who are maybe wanting to change some things in their lives they're <laughs> curious about this personal development world what would you tell them when they're first starting out okay Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So they're wanting to make change. Okay. So I would say, first of all, why do you feel stuck? Where in your life is the stuckness? And what is it that you actually want to change? And and that important question of why? Who who are you currently living your life for? And what is your dream, absolute dream life? And I love this question. I love I'm a daydreamer. I love to visualize. I love to think of the absolute craziest thing that I could do. And I don't think enough people allow themselves to do that. They don't Mm. allow themselves to sit, to dream and think, oh my God, that life is flipping incredible. And then go and create it for themselves. I think it's very easy to sit and go, well, that's not actually realistic for me. So, you know, it's just a dream or if I win the lottery and it makes me so sad. It's like, but you could, you could be living like a part of that reality and sit, visualize, what do you want? You know, who are you currently living your life for? What would your life be if you were living it for yourself? I think that is the biggest place to start. And then from there, you can create the path, the plan, the figuring out. And you learn so much along the way. I think so many people are like, oh, mindset, I need to get it all sorted before I start. No, because you, you're going to learn so much more than you think you're going to learn. So just, yes. just start. that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned as well. Start before you're ready. You're never going to be ready. And you're going to learn so much along the way. So just, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like too, whenever I was starting, I was getting so overwhelmed by just the amount of knowledge Mm-hmm. in the personal development <laughs> world there is yeah. but then I was also just kind of ignoring the fact that I also have answers within myself like I have all of the answers already within that I want right yeah. and you don't need a book to tell you what you want 
Yes. When I first dropped out of uni and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I just wanted somebody so badly to sit me down and go, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're going to go do. And maybe that was because that's what I was used to for so long. Mm. But when you actually sit and question yourself, you realize how many answers you actually have with inside yourself. And I think maybe people don't like to have that honest conversation with themselves Mm -hmm. because it can be scary what your answers actually are. But yeah, it is about having that honest conversation with yourself and you will realize how much you actually already know and how much you already have within yourself. 100% Mm. agree with you. (laughs) Absolutely. And now... How can we know when we are living our lives as our truest selves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this goes back to what we're already saying of ask yourself, what is your dream life? What reality do you want to create for yourself? What would be living life for yourself be like? And if you're not living that, I think a really important question is who are you living it for? Your current life setup, who is it actually for? Is it for yourself or is it to please your parents or to, you know, help your partner or who else around you is your life set up for? I think this is still a work in progress for like me. And I think it will be for years to come. And but I think when you know you are truly living as your true self is when you're listening to your intuition. What is happiness and what is you know, so many people like are trying to achieve happiness. It's something that's along the way. I think your truest self is when you are feeling 100% comfortable being you. You are listening to your intuition. You are comfortable sharing your thoughts, your opinions, your just being you. You know, when you're sat with like your best friend and you're 100% being yourself, no matter how weird it is, right? You just know that yes. person you. That is your truest self. Like for me, I feel so different around different people because I know I'm not being my true self. I know I'm holding back. But I have those people in my life where I'm sat with them and I'm like, I'm just being me right now. And that is when you're being your truest self. So it's about adopting those traits, those qualities, that behavior that you are as that person and bringing it into your everyday life because that is your truest self. So how can you be your truest self? in everything else that you were doing you know (laughs) right oh my gosh I I just got a thought of whenever you were telling about how you are with your best friend I think of whenever I'm I reunite with my sisters and literally like just the weird in us come out we're like (laughs) yes exactly yes Yes. like with my best friend nobody else will understand a conversation ever we could just make noises and we get each other you know so yes it's just like that eye connection energy if you've you've been with somebody since you were born and they've literally grown up with you I think it's a little bit I feel like you may feel a bit more safe to Mm -hmm. express your fullest self and that's why with family it's so easy because you are so close I mean not everyone is close but most Mm -hmm. of the time those are like your initial people that you grow up with so it is a little bit on the easier side to just be yeah completely yourself <laughs> to be a crazy self yeah exactly yes. so um my next question is what are some blocks that may be stopping someone from being their true selves or being true to themselves I mean there's a lot of fears and self-doubts that come into this fear of rejection 
there's the fear of disappointing others and believing you are not good enough as yourself. These are all things that completely block you from being your true self. And it's really interesting because we can say from like a prehistoric kind of point of view of it was really important at one stage for us to be able to socially fit in so we could literally survive in the group. But Mm. I mean, that's not relevant anymore. We don't we don't need to fit in to literally survive because society has come on so far. But we still have this need to fit in and need to be accepted. And I mean, this can even go into trauma, into childhood and Mm -hmm. learning that you are not good enough as a child or disappointing somebody as a child. You bring that through you into adulthood. You are doing everything you can to not disappoint that person. And that then spreads around and you're trying not to disappoint anybody. And suddenly you're this person that you think is going to please everybody else. And yeah, I think, I think it's really about what fears do you hold? Are you fearing being rejected by somebody? Are you fearing disappointing somebody? You know, are you holding that belief that actually you as a person are not worthy and you are not good enough? And really looking at your own individual blocks as to what is keeping you from being your true self. I do think of almost shutting parts of yourself that may be even inhibiting that, Mm -hmm. that energy to kind of flow. I feel like when you are your authentic self, there is a certain type of energy that you emit, right? Yes, a hundred percent. And it's really interesting you bring this up because I see it online all the time in businesses. You know, there was a stage at the end of the last year that I think it was like around September, October time, I started working with a new coach and I was like, right, this is how I want to show up. This is the kind of content I want to be creating. And as soon as I made that shift and started showing up as myself, because I'm a perfectionist, massive, massive perfectionist, work in progress always. But this was allowing me before to show up in such a constructed way. And I wouldn't, I thought I had to be like super professional and coming across exactly how I wanted it to in my mind. I wasn't being me. And so when I started working with this new coach, I was like, right, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be showing up like this. I want to be creating content like this. And I started to, and oh my goodness, the amount of people who messaged me being like, I love your vibe. I love your content. You're so funny. And the more I was showing up as myself, the more people were messaging and being like, oh my God, I want to connect with you. So actual self was attracting more people because I think you can tell on camera when somebody's being authentic or when somebody's holding back and Mm -hmm. when somebody's being the most authentic self, that is when they become most attractive in the sense of you want to get to know that person you know mm. or maybe you don't maybe maybe you realize okay that person isn't for me and that's also an incredible amazing thing it being this perfectly created person online or real life you are creating relationships that aren't actually authentic relationships because that isn't you they're not getting to know you they're getting to know the version you think that they want you to be mm. mind blown 
<laughs> Literally, I just had to like think, sit with that for a second. <laughs> oh, that is just, I can't even tell you how many times I struggled with this a lot in high school, mm-hmm. you know, playing the part, trying to just not be an outsider. I think I didn't want to be seen as different or quote unquote weird or strange because I was just, my personality was really out there, out of the ordinary. And I definitely held myself back, but I think I'm learning to just let that go, especially when I'm making friends now. Mm -hmm. And that's how I find like my true soul sisters and my real tribe. And I honestly think that even though we're like miles apart, I honestly feel like I've found another oh soul God, sister. We have so much in common. It's actually really <laughs> like, I, yeah, I completely agree. Even though we're miles away, like we have such a, I think a genuine strong connection because we've just been a complete authentic selves and it's attracted to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I completely understand not being yourself at school and and I also kind of think school's a bit of a brutal time. Like, yeah, mean. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably felt that way in school, and I think that's really, really sad that people were pointed out for being different at school. And and I think it's it's mad, isn't it? Because you know you're in America and I'm in the UK, and that's still something that is the same. It was so important to. It's funny, isn't it? Even down to like what you wear, you have to wear the same things to yes. fit it and be part of that like social group and be accepted Mm -hmm. so it's crazy isn't it but then growing up as an adult it's like you have to unlearn everything to fully accept you and love yourself as you are and just be that crazy authentic person that you should be because you were worthy to be that person by just being you absolutely (laughs) I I do feel like I'm kind of going back to those times where maybe like you did feel a bit rejected. You did try to be yourself, but then that kind of started the patterns of blocking that off because you maybe were not seen as accepted at one point in your life. A hundred percent. Yeah. So for me, when I dropped out of university, that was when I was like, okay, I'm listening to myself. I'm going to start making decisions for myself and creating a path that is slightly different to the norm of everybody else. And this was responded to quite differently by many people. So I had my partner who was incredibly supportive, like my partner at the time, he was incredibly supportive. And he was like, you've got to do whatever makes you happy. My friends didn't quite get it. So they were like, but what are you going to do? And then there was family members who were like, you're a failure. You're a disappointment. What What are you going to do now? You have to have a degree to be successful. I had all these kind of negative opinions around me, which as somebody who grew up as a people pleaser and trying to please everybody, that that hit me hard. That was like, I am a failure. That is it. That's what I am. That took a lot of undoing in therapy. <laughs> not gonna lie to you you know but that's when I learned a it's okay to fail like completely that is how you were gonna learn and Mm. b that if I didn't make that decision I wouldn't be where I am today like I wouldn't be doing something I absolutely love learning a degree that I absolutely love taking that moment of having to disappoint others Mm -hmm. to please myself 
it's selfish in the best way. You know what I mean? Yes. This is the thing about disappointment and disappointing other people is they're only disappointed because of their own expectations they put on you. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with you, your decisions, your choices. It's a, it's a them thing, right? It's mm. what, what choices and decisions have they made for you that they're expecting from you? Why, why are they disappointed in a choice you've made that isn't even related to them? What are they projecting onto you? So yeah. the fear of disappointing someone was a big thing for me at one stage in my life. But that experience taught me actually... <laughs> the worst person I could disappoint is myself and I have Mm. to make choices and decisions that feel completely right for me and you know what dropping out of university is still my absolute favorite decision I've ever made listening to I've never regretted a decision when I've listened to myself ever yes yes (laughs) it almost reminds me like what does success mean to you and not taking on someone else's definition of it and because when you really define that for yourself then that leads to your own happiness your own fulfillment Mm -hmm. is what fulfilling to you because what may be fulfilling to you may be different for somebody else and then also what I think of is your quote-unquote failures aren't really failures at all because you're learning something something came out of that quote-unquote mistake yeah right I don't I don't believe in failure at all I don't believe in mistakes right so how can something be a failure if you've learned from it how can that be a fail right if you've learned Mm -hmm. from it then there's just a life lesson there's there's no such thing as failing if you were going to take something from it and there's always something to take from it always you know I don't I don't really believe in regret because if you've made a decision and it didn't work out then you've learned something just be at peace with the decisions you've made if they are for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So how can we start showing up completely and fully, as you say in your program, your coaching yeah. program, <laughs> ourselves? Okay. So I think this starts with connecting with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I think once you have these fears, these self-doubts, you're pleasing other people, you're so detached from who actually are you? Um, even the things of what do you enjoy for you? What do you want to do? What are your strengths? What are your values? I think it's really important to know who you are, accept it, and be confident in that person. And it's a process. It takes time. And I think, so start to get to know yourself. Like I said, the strengths, the weaknesses, try things that you've always wanted to try. Um, so when I dropped out of university, I started doing all sorts of different things so I became an intern for an online magazine so I was writing online magazine articles about travel um I did an interior design diploma so I was like I'm into interior design let's try it I didn't pursue any of these things but I I learned something from each and every one of them about myself and I learned that I was a super creative person and I missed being creative dropping out of university I learned actually I miss learning I love learning new things all the time so I learned so many different things about myself and I think that's so important like you have time there's this social idea of you have to do this by this age and this by this age and this no you have time and you can take as long as you want to explore things try things 
learn about yourself, you know, literally date yourself, get to know yourself, take yourself out on fun dates, take yourself out, do a class that you've always wanted to do, take a course you've always wanted to do, like learn about yourself. And that is one of the most just amazing things you could ever do. And I don't think enough people want to learn about themselves and what hobbies do you do what do you do for fun like that's a that's a question that scares people it scares me I'm like oh no I don't do anything (laughs) I forget about everything I have done and have tried Mm. and what that's taught me as a person I think even you know how do you work best even like in your morning routine what what is going to set you up for the day that makes you feel amazing it doesn't have to be like this super long like that girl morning routine like it can be the <laughs> thing that makes you feel good in the morning and that's that's a perfect morning routine once you've learned about yourself that's when we can start setting boundaries with other people you know that's when we can start working through your fears and your self-doubts once you truly know yourself and what you love to do you know your limits and you can set that and you can sit and ask yourself the deeper questions of actually what freaking scares me why why do I feel like I need to please people all the time or why do I feel like I have to be a perfectionist all the time and that's when we can then start moving through those deeper questions and like I say it's a process all of it is a process we change all the time so I don't think it's a job that will ever be complete and done yes yes (laughs) Um, it's always ongoing you should always if you have a relationship with a partner that will always take work relationships aren't easy and you as people will change over the years and you will continuously be learning about each other so yes. why is it any different with ourselves you know oh my gosh wait you should put in half to get mm-hmm. to get a hundred percent but with yeah. yourself it should be 100 because yeah. you're the only person in the relationship and I also love what you said about going on dates and getting to know yourself because mm-hmm. That is how I think you really begin to align yourself with your true self once you start uncovering those deeper questions. Who am I really? What do I honestly love? What Mm -hmm. are my strengths? What are some of my things that I may need to improve on? I feel like our true selves are our whole selves, right? So Mm -hmm. even those parts of ourselves that we perceive as flaws or the shadow sides of ourselves we kind of have to learn to get to know that side as well so that we can begin to heal those 100% I think even to a degree learning about that side of you is even more important than the lighter side how can you be light if you've still got all this darkness but you have to know your darkness to know your light and I think a lot of people that is the part that scares people you know especially if they're coming from a childhood of trauma a lot of people Um, avoid right they tend to go into avoidance and this can look like working a lot workaholics are usually avoiding something right Mm -hmm. so this can look like so many different things but they don't want to sit with themselves for a minute that terrifies them because they don't know what thoughts are going to come into their head and they don't know that they don't want to get to know the darker side of them because it's scary and it don't get me wrong it is scary and healing is a really painful process but Mm -hmm. It's one of the best processes you could ever, ever put yourself through because at the end of it, the result is so much better than living that life of fear and the life of hurt and pain. Some people completely 
repress their emotions. So I've got a lot of people in my life who are struggling and it's coming out in so many different ways. And it makes me feel very grateful that I let myself go through the work because I know how hard it is and I know why people don't want to do it but it's also why it's so important to be able to sit with yourself even if it's just for a few minutes and think okay how am I feeling what am I thinking and I love to I love to take myself on a day I love to sit in my own company and sit in a coffee shop and read or do a little bit of shopping by myself and I love that I I love my own company but that terrifies some people and mm. why are you so scared to sit with yourself why I think it's almost quite sad like you don't want to have a relationship with yourself how much of your time are you spending with other people and how much mm. of your time are you actually just spending alone yeah and I think right now for me at this point I need to definitely I'm spending so much alone time since I'm working from home yes I need that connection that's what I'm yeah. missing I think it's just yeah. it's really finding a balance between those two it's a balance that whether you're introvert or extrovert there is a balance needed between alone time and connection with other people a hundred percent agree mm-hmm. I want to dive into what would you tell a woman who doesn't feel safe to be mm-hmm. themselves yeah this is a hard one because there could be so many different reasons why they don't feel safe. And mm-hmm. I sit here and say, it's learn about yourself and go into these fears and self-doubts and that darker side of you. But that might not be safe for some people, right? That can be a very dangerous territory. I'm aware of that. And I'm I'm very grateful that I can explore that side of myself in a safe environment in a safe way. But a lot of people can't in sometimes it's their own head that isn't the safe place right so I would want to ask them like why do you not feel safe and I mean this in a way that I'm I'm excluding very obvious physical unsafe situations so Mm. why do you feel unsafe who are you trying to please who are you trying to not be yourself for and what or why you know I think it's really looking into this question is why do you not feel safe is this something you are carrying with you you know and I think this should always be done in a a physically safe environment around them or have something with you that makes you feel safe or you know one of the best tips I've ever received is like just going out of your comfort zone anyway make sure you have something in your week that grounds you make sure you have something in your week that makes you feel safe it might be having a bath you know that might be what makes you feel safe it could be mm-hmm. a pair of fluffy socks that you can hold with you that makes you feel safe do Mm. something that makes you feel safe while exploring this or grounds you while exploring this I think a lot of self-development books they encourage you to go into the deeper side and deeper side and deeper side and it's actually okay but we need to acknowledge that this needs to be done safely and Mm -hmm. in a controlled way if that makes if that makes sense right right yeah and I even say if you feel like you need extra support, maybe seek out a therapist yeah. or a coach who can provide that safe space. Yes, 100%, 100%. Reach out to friends, reach out to family if you can and discuss if this is like deeper, if this is mental health, then always, always seek support from the people closest to you. But nobody, nobody's going to be able to support you like a healthcare professional Mm -hmm. you know and I think this is the dangerous side of being a mindset coach is that 
or even a coach in general I think mindset comes into so many different things in coaching but it's learning that okay I have to I have to deal with people's fears and people's self-doubts and that may involve looking at past trauma but I'm not a professional I'm not a healthcare professional I'm studying psychology Mm -hmm. or counseling but I ain't qualified if you are feeling that way if you're having those deeper darker thoughts then should seek help people live with these thoughts for years and this is the thing if it was a physical health problem they'd go to a doctor but health problem people shy away from it they keep it to themselves and no always see a professional always go see somebody who's qualified be a therapist best thing you will ever do I promise (laughs) I agree I have my therapist I just got a new one because my old one is moving to Florida and okay yeah I haven't actually gone to in-person therapy sessions yet, but we, she has a stable and there's horses there. So we do groundwork. We're going to eventually do that. So I'll get to like be with the horses and all of that and their energy. So yeah. I cannot wait to just be near horses because I absolutely love them. That's actually amazing. And yeah, like I'm very open about the fact I used to see a counselor because I want it to be normalized. I want it to be an okay thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I first started seeing a counsellor, a lot of people were like, oh, what's wrong with you to need a counsellor? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> well, I'm probably the healthiest person in the room right now. <laughs> right. I've done all this work. I was very, very lucky that the very first counsellor I went to was amazing. And we just connected and we got each other. But, you know, it's also okay to go and see a few therapists and see who is the best fit for you. It's not just a you know, the first person's going to be the exact right one for you. Again, it's a relationship, a therapeutic relationship. So it needs to be the right one for you. And I think a lot of people give up on therapy quite quickly because mm-hmm. one counselor wasn't the fit for them. But yeah. I think it's just that negative stigma that is around therapy. Yeah. Like, oh, if you, are people going to think I'm a loony or crazy or just unstable, completely unstable? So a negative connotation with mental health and it is associated with these it is sadly the more harder mental health issues like schizophrenia and borderline personality disorder and it's usually because they're associated with being violent and actually that's not really the case at all but that's how people associate it and Mm -hmm. that's why they have such a stigma but you can honestly go to therapy for anything it can be it can be loss and that doesn't even have to be death that can be a breakup you could change jobs and the change is a little bit much for you you can go to therapy for that you can go to therapy to adjust to change and Mm -hmm. um there are so many different reasons you can go to therapy and each and every time it's fine like you're not going to be judged for going to therapy by your therapist if you need to go and talk through an issue you need to understand in your head go that's fine it doesn't have to be I'm mentally ill and really, really struggling to see a counsellor. Not at all. If you are struggling to even figure yourself out and find out what's going on for you or make a decision, you can go to a counsellor and they will work through that with you. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think everybody should go to therapy. Everybody has unhealed trauma. Everybody does. You know, that's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to dive into perfectionism. So (laughs) is there a cure and how do we move away from this? If I find one, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so to move away from perfectionism, I think we really have to look at the root of it, you know, and that's that can be different things for different people. It can be learning your worth is attached to your achievements. It can be, again, back to disappointing others. On a deeper level with trauma, it can be from parents withholding their love when you're a child and you're trying to earn it, essentially. Once we know the root of the perfectionism itself, we can start to like rewrite those stories and work through that because it's easy to do the surface level things of like, and I think these are still great. Don't get me wrong. Like if you film a story on Instagram, keep it, whether it's perfect or not, you know, post it. And these Mm. can be great practices to try and do. I would write a page out and if it wasn't neat enough, I'd rip it out and do it again. You know, it's about leaving that page, you know? Yeah. Taking that wide out, out. I gotta redo this one. Yeah, exactly. But feel it. We have to go deeper. We have to look at okay, why? Why do I feel like I have to be perfect? Because it does stem back into okay, why do I not feel good enough? And why do I have to try to feel good enough externally by doing all these things amazingly? So it's it's really about okay, how can I stop striving for perfection? How can I learn that I am good enough and that I am worthy? How can I stop trying to please others to get my validation? If you do want immediate thoughts and immediate tasks, like it is the little things that you practice daily. And the best thing to remember that done is better than perfect. I don't know about you, but I I tend to like do something and it will take me ages until it's perfect. And then by the time it's done, like the moments passed and I'm like, right, I'm just not going to bother. If you plan to get something on Instagram, just do it and get it up. It doesn't matter whether it's perfect enough or not. And the best thing about social media is that everything moves so quickly. Nobody's even going to notice or remember. I think that's in life. People are moving so quickly now and people are so, you know, we're all very self-absorbed. Like we are, you could be the most selfless person, but your world is still revolving around you. And nobody's actually looking at you long enough to notice or care whether you are perfect or not. So. It's, it's completely back to you and how can you make yourself feel good enough without trying to reach everybody else's what you think are high expectations you know yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you are striving for perfection like when are you actually going to submit the oh, book proposal or say that your videos for your program is complete because mm-hmm. you're never going to feel like it's complete if you're like, oh no, I could have said this or I could have said that or. Exactly. Like there is no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. No such thing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't exist. So how can you reach something that doesn't even exist? So it's about learning that level of what is actually good enough, you know? And it's yeah. usually nowhere near these stupidly high expectations that we actually do put on ourselves. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just learning. I think it's back to, that relationship with yourself learning that you are good enough learning that you are worthy just by being you it, you don't have to reach these high expectations to be deemed worthy and good enough ah because then I feel like it's that thinking when I reach that then I will be happy but if you're not happy now yes exactly like the amount of times I've done this and I'm like right well if I have the perfect matching set of this then everything will be perfect and everything will be great but of course nothing actually changes because it's just 
a thing right or mm-hmm. you know when I've when I've reached so many followers then I'll be happy when I've reached so much monthly income then I'll be happy but you reach that point and then the barrier just shifts again mm-hmm. and it's never actually allowing yourself to be happy in that moment and with what you've achieved and what you've done because it's not ever going to be good enough for yourself it's so important to look back on how much we have achieved how much we actually have done and sit in that moment of oh my god I did it and I've done this and this is amazing and I'm amazing and everything's incredible <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's going back to that idea of happiness what is it I think it's always going to be debated to be honest but I think it's about being present in the moment really being happy with what you've achieved in that moment and mm-hmm. being present in the moment has taken me a long time I've lived in the future for so long of when I've had this then I'll be happy and you will never create your dream reality you'll never create that reality for yourself because it will always be in the future yeah. so you're not allowing yourself that reality now so you're always going to be unhappy in your reality because you're choosing to be which is really sad and it's something that I I did for so 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 long like I've realized actually there are so many aspects of my dream reality that are in my reality now and mm-hmm. I can be grateful for that you know and then yes. that's how we can start moving into that reality and I feel like too I, I read this book one time where it's almost like a little analogy of coming from perfectionism if mm-hmm. it's like you're going and climbing a mountain and like once you finally climb that mountain you're like oh boy there's all these other mountains that I can try to climb yeah. and it just keeps going it's like a cycle and it's weird because it's almost deemed as a good thing like oh you're a perfectionist that's really good that means you are really caring about what you do and the effort you put in and actually no perfectionism is debilitating it Mm -hmm. stops us showing up as ourselves it stops us doing things we want to do it stops us from just taking action and actually reaching what we want to reach you know yeah so I was brought up being like oh you're a perfectionist that's that's a good thing it means you care and you want to take so much pride in your work and while I do actually perfectionism has been one of the biggest barriers I've had to face mm-hmm. so yeah it, it just just come back to of how can you learn that you are worthy and you are good enough as you are with what you produce and it doesn't have to be this incredibly groundbreaking thing and that's actually really interesting I say that because before I came on this podcast I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to say something that's incredibly groundbreaking and I can't make any mistakes in what I say in case it's picked up on or like wow yeah and now I'm here and I'm like well it doesn't even matter you know yeah (laughs) right you know just say what you want to say so yes perfectionism I think something I could possibly be facing for a while like I say self-development is always ongoing so Mm -hmm. self-awareness is the first step (laughs) yes absolutely and I honestly get those feelings too of like oh my gosh am I saying the right things (laughs) even the host so don't feel like you're alone in that (laughs) now moving on to anxiety so when someone feels like they are just so, so anxious and all of their worries and fears is just literally weighing them down from being who they truly are. So what would you tell someone to try to break those, those Mm -hmm. worries and 
fears away so that they can finally start to step into the person that they were meant to become? So I have a very long history with anxiety. So I I was officially diagnosed when I was 18, but I was suffering for about 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of very physical symptoms as well, rather than just the the mental. I think almost like the physical symptoms are worse than the mental symptoms. I know that's weird. But wow. Yeah, like I think I, that was what drove me to go to a doctor because I was suffering from so many actual physical symptoms that I was like, I can't do this. I can't, yeah. I can't. Do this. Um, but yeah, so anxiety is when our nervous system is disrupted and we are basically constantly in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And this, like I said, can trigger a lot of physical symptoms, you know, that like not in your stomach constantly your whole body just feels tense all the time like I would wake up aching because I was just tense and you know there's so many different ways it can actually manifest but it's really interesting because looking back I almost can't figure out how I am able to manage it now I think because I'm so used to the way I do manage it now and it's Mm -hmm. a lot lot easier to manage now (laughs) I think it goes back to, okay, how can we ground ourselves? How can we keep ourselves feeling safe? And I think mm-hmm. for me, doing yoga and meditation can really help me feel more grounded in myself and more relaxed in myself physically. And then while feeling grounded, being able to ground ourselves, it's how can I push myself a little bit every day to be that person and do those things so mm-hmm. I think as a teenager like there was things I had to do that really massively pushed me out my comfort zone that caused me to go I like I had really bad social anxiety I wouldn't talk to anyone I wouldn't even pay for anything at the counter like I'd send my little brother up to pay for me because I didn't want to talk to anyone so mm-hmm. but having to get a part-time job at 16 like that massively pushed me to have to talk to people every single day and while that was something I had to do, it was still, it still pushed me. But there are things that I don't have to do that I still mm. push myself to do every single day. And, and these things get easier over time and the anxiety lessens because we feel much more comfortable doing it. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> when I first started my Instagram account for my business, oh my God, I didn't want to message anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. That terrified me. And now I start new conversations every single day because I forced myself to talk to people. I forced myself to send that voice note to someone. I forced myself to connect with people. And now it feels so normal and easy, you know, a year later. But I think with anxiety and being you, start baby steps, even if that's what feels most easiest for you, because it's not going to ever feel easy trying to move past these fears and self-doubts, especially if, you are terrified of rejection, terrified to disappoint other people. Like, oh my God, your anxiety can go through the roof. Like, let me tell you, but it's how can I take action daily, even tiny little things so they become easier over time. And then I can push my comfort zone a little bit more. And it's, there is something, I can't remember where I've read this, but there is a limit to how much we can push ourselves out of our comfort zone. It's like, the optimum is like slightly out the comfort zone, but not so far oh. out that it feels completely overwhelming and too much. So mm. even if it's something like just starting an Instagram account, if that terrifies you, 
then just start it. You don't have to post anything. You don't have to message anybody just yet. But just starting that account can be the first step. And then, mm-hmm. okay, then I can post something. And then, okay, I can start a conversation, you know? And slowly it will build up and it will get easier. And the more you push yourself to do these things, the easier it gets to push yourself to do things. Yes, I even think of just <laughs> my my journey of starting a YouTube channel or starting yes. a podcast. Yes, it terrified me starting yes. those things. Mm-hmm. But here I am, and I have almost a hundred videos on YouTube now, mm-hmm. and now I'm on my in my 30, 30th episodes on podcast. So I just kept showing up and mm-hmm. it became a lot easier. And I felt like I was kind of in the shadows a little bit. I didn't want to show my true self online and on YouTube yeah. and in the podcast world. But now I feel like it is easier for me to show my authentic or show my authentic voice and myself through video and through an audio as well. So I feel like it's become easier, but it's just taken that practice, like you said. It's literally like confidence is all about starting before you feel ready. Like you can't start feeling confident at something before you've started it, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just taking the action, taking the practice, and that's what's going to build your confidence. And at the same time, I think it is, I think it's really important to remember, okay, I still need to feel safe. I still need to feel grounded at some point. And that's what's going to balance that anxiety. Otherwise you will feel completely unbalanced and dysregulated and just like, oh, it's just too much. So like mm-hmm. keep yourself balanced, keep yourself grounded, but still push yourself that little bit. And that's how you are going to build the confidence through anxiety. And yeah, and it does happen. Like you can like move past it because where I was, 10 years ago is a completely different place I never I never thought I would start an Instagram account I never thought I'd be talking to people that just sounds like so crazy I never thought I would talk to anybody you know ever so (laughs) 10 years later and like I'm talking to different people every single day that was just mind-blowing to my 12 year old self so yes, and here you are I guess as a, po- on a podcast show. so exactly. like I think <laughs> a year ago like this would have been too much for me so wow. it's crazy how much just pushing yourself that little bit can do and I think a massive thing as well is having the right support around you if you've got the right network mm. around you it's going to be amazing if you connect with the most amazing genuine people it's going to make everything so much easier and having people who understand you because if you're wanting to go into a different path and being your authentic self, some people won't get it. And this is where judgment and rejection can come in because they don't understand it. That's basically what judgment is. They don't understand what you're doing. And yeah. that's okay. If, if they want to learn about it and they want to understand you, great. If they don't, fine. That's their choice. And it should never stop you from being your true self because just because they didn't understand what you're doing. There's going to be a whole bunch of people out there who are your group, who completely understand what you're doing and who you are. And that's what's going to light you up. So so how can we find the courage to be ourselves and let go of fear? Looking at the actual fear itself. What is it you are actually fearing? Is it pointing others? Is it rejection? Is it fear of failure? What are you actually fearing? And taking that action and taking the small steps 
to being yourself and you will find rewards along the way like when I decided I wanted to show up on Instagram I wanted to be my full self you know not holding back that's when people started messaging me and being like oh my god I love your vibe you're so funny I was rewarded for being myself because Mm. people liked it and you know but it wasn't it wasn't that that was important it was the fact I was enjoying showing up as myself I was having more fun showing up as myself and that was what was validating to me more so than the amazing messages that I got from other people it's exhausting being someone that you think everybody else wants and not being yourself and Mm. it is way more fun showing up (laughs) as yourself doing what you want to do and how you want to do it even if it's like completely off the beaten track and nobody understands it it is so much more fun than doing something yes. you don't want to do because that's what people expect. So yeah, like what are you, look at what are you fearing and working through that fear and realizing that actually a lot of the time the fears aren't as bad as we imagine them to be. Like mm-hmm. I think my, my biggest fear ever was disappointing my parents and then it happened. And, and actually everything's worked out okay in the end for me I mean my parents the relationship's a little bit fractured but I've learned so much along the way of if they don't understand it that's their choice and that's okay and that's okay with me because I am doing something I absolutely love helping other people and living a life and creating a life for myself that is amazing and that's what's important to me at the end of the day on your deathbed it's like you could spend your whole life pleasing other people but when you look back on your life, what are you going to be happy with? What are you going to be proud of? And that is doing what you want to do and doing things that light you up. And it's not easy. This is not being yourself in this like Instagram perfect creative world is not easy, like at all. But mm-hmm. it is understanding the fear and then taking those small practice steps of moving towards yourself yeah (laughs) yes yes so I would love to know where can listeners connect with you Ellie so they can connect with me on Instagram my name is l underscore maple um I'm hoping later in the year there may be a few other different ways but for now it's just on Instagram (laughs) yes give her a follow I have a signature question that I ask Mm -hmm. all my guests at the end of the show it is what does it mean to blissfully bloom I think this means to be able to come into yourself being fully you in a way that just feels incredible to you being authentic to you your values and yeah just being at peace with yourself and who you become and who you're going to going to be in the future like just being at peace with you yeah (laughs) I love that thank you so much for sharing and thank you for coming on the show today Ellie it was so much fun yeah I've loved it it was so much fun (laughs) maybe we'll do a part two one day yes that would be amazing Mm, mm, mm. wasn't that amazing I mean I absolutely loved our conversation today and 
I just want to thank Ellie again for coming on the show. I'm so grateful for you, grateful for your time, your energy, your wisdom that you shared today. And I also want to mention a few key takeaways that I got from this episode. But as always, if you would like to share your key takeaways, don't forget to one, leave a review for the podcast and screenshot the episode screenshot the episode and post it on your story and tag me at blissfully.bloom. I would love to know what you got out of the episode. One important key thing that I got from this episode is when Ellie shared the question of who are you living for? Because sometimes we get trapped in the idea of what we should be like or what we should be doing or how we should be acting in order to please others, in order to have that acceptance, to make sure that the thoughts that people are having about ourselves are ones of light, ones of love, ones of acceptance and compassion and not the other way around. But when you are in this constant state of worry about what other people think about you, then that's what's going to block you from actually energetically aligning yourself with who you truly are down to your core. And that's what's going to make you feel so disconnected, wondering why do I keep showing up in this way? Why do I keep being someone that I'm not? And asking yourself that question, who are you living for? Are you living for you or are you living for someone else? That can be so powerful to have a simple shift in perspective, simple, a simple shift in how you view the world and how you view others and yourself. And this container that you are living in, you're living in your body. And the one thing that you have power over is your expression. There's so many other things that you have power over in your life, but One of them being your expression, how you show up in the world. So start showing up as your true self. Start showing up as you. The world needs to to experience the, the truest, most authentic version of yourself. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I will see you all in the next one. Bye!